Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast. And this is podcast episode number 74. And today we are joined by a very special guest. Her name is Victoria. Hello, Victoria. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing really, really well. Thank you. And Victoria is joining us today. Where are you based, Victoria? Are you in New York? Yes, I'm in New York. Yes, but you're originally from? St. Lucia. St. Lucia, yes. So Victoria is a West Indian based in the U.S. And she is the founder of a company called New Luna. So what you can do right now is log on to www mynewluna.com so that's m-y-n-u-l-u-n-a.com to check out a bit of her work and what she does so victoria is a business strategist helping small business owners maximize profitability by using their personal brand of genius she's also an entrepreneur and she created new luna a personal shopping business almost five years ago new luna combines personal shopping and styling on one platform and uses a membership module which allows its members to purchase at wholesale prices hmm, interesting and she also recently started a nonprofit called mission weekenders where uh they travel to homeless shelters, mostly on weekends, to style women who are transitioning back into the workforce. That's wonderful. Wow, well done. Thank you. Yeah, so welcome to the podcast, Victoria. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. So tell us a little bit about who you are. You, you know, you're Victoria Preville. You're originally from St. Lucia. How did you get to New York? And how did you get on to get into what you're doing now? You can also read more about Victoria on our other website, secretbirdscaribbean.com, where she did a uh, print interview for us as well. So tell us about you, Victoria. Okay, well, originally I was in Texas. That was my very first stop into the United States. And um, after I got divorced, that's how I ended up in New York, because that's where the you know, Caribbean population is. Mm. My transition into New York was not a very smooth one. Mm. Um, but what I needed, what I know I needed to do was to find something to sustain me. Anybody who's been to New York know that it is extremely expensive to survive. Mm -hmm. And so the, you know, nine to five was just not cutting it at the time. Mm -hmm. So the only other thing that I knew that I could do well was basically putting clothing together because mm -hmm. I was already the, kind of like informal personal shopper for family members. Mm -hmm. and so one day I just decided, you know what, let me try this. And I created a Facebook page, posted some clothing, and that's how New Luna started, just like that. Wow. Yeah, so it was a very simple concept. Um, but what I realized afterwards is that I had to make it stand out because everybody was selling clothing. I mean, it, there was nothing creative or innovative about it. Yeah. And so that's when I came up with the idea um, to give persons the option to purchase wholesale, but mm -hmm. with a retail quantity. So in other words, you could purchase just one item, but pay for it at a really deeply discounted price. So that's how New Luna was born. Okay. And in fact, August 27th, New Luna is going to be five years old. So that's, I mean, wow. it's, yeah, so it's, it's awesome. Yes. That's perfect because in our in our community, uh, as you know, we focused on early stage women entrepreneurs and uh, early stage. I've defined that as sort of women who are in the first five years of business. So you're really in 
you know, that, that zone. And that's incredible. So you left St. Lucia, you went to Texas, you were married, you said you were separated from your husband, then you moved to New York, yes. New York being the, 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 the beast that it is and very expensive. New York is one big rat race. We all know that. Oh <laughs> and um, it was very expensive. So this was created out of necessity, it was born out of need. And yes, you combined it with something you were obviously very passionate about and interested in, which is fashion and so on. And that's how New Luna. Okay, so tell us about the name. What's behind the name? Okay, so New Luna. Mm -hmm. New is my take on the word new, as in N-E-W. Mm -hmm. Luna, in Spanish, it means moon. So it's yeah. new moon. New. And it was kind of like a new beginning for me. Because mm -hmm. the part that I um, left out was that when I got to New York, I ended up homeless. Oh, and wow. So, yes. And so I ended up in three different shelters across New York City. And um, so when I started New Luna, it's like, okay, this is my new beginning, a, a fresh start. And, you know, so all of that just wrapped up in one. So that's okay. how New Luna, yeah. So you, you, you were actually homeless and yes. in three shelters. So when you moved to New York, you didn't move with like family or friends. You just went there all on your own. Well, I, I did move in with friends, but uh, the, the way out. New York works, is, yeah, it's not that it didn't work out. I think that sometimes you can get too comfortable. Yeah. I, I became too comfortable. And so one day I, I just had to make myself uncomfortable to get to where I wanted to be because I was stuck. Wow. So that, uh, yeah. So I chose the shelter over mm -hmm. being where I was. Wow. Yeah, so I left. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then how long were you living in the shelters? I spent about eight months um, really? in the three shelters. Yeah, three because what happens sometimes they move you based on the shelters are kind of um, it's screened. And mm -hmm. so it may be some people have um, criminal behavior, they may be in one. So you may start out in one shelter, and as they see certain traits in you, they might move you to a better location. And so yeah. that's how I ended up in three, yeah, three different. And are the shelters pretty much like places, flats rented out by private landlords to the government or to the, the district or county or whoever, and they, they allow you to stay there? Is that how it works? Yes, it's usually um, what you could call it maybe a big community center mm -hmm. with um, just divisions for little, little beds. I call it a prison without walls. Wow. Because, yes, there are a lot of, rules and you know a lot of fighting you kind of just have to really be focused to get out that that's the goal is to get out and i imagine there are a lot of different kinds of women there so there may be women yeah. who have, were in prison themselves mm -hmm. and they're kind of transitioning back to sort of the everyday outside world maybe women who are battered being abused by spouses partners single moms like a lot of women who are transitioning in their lives i imagine so you were surrounded by a lot of women who were going through changes yes some I, and i imagine some very harsh changes women with yes. kids women with kids yeah yeah so how did that change you how did that help you how to grow and develop as a person what kind of impact did it have on you in, in the I, end? I think the greatest impact is mm -hmm. where I learned not to judge situations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm because, sure. yes, mm -hmm. because in Texas, I had it all. I had the home. I had, you know, the, the vehicle. Just mm -hmm. a perfect life. And so it was easy for me to look at someone then and say, but why isn't she doing it this way? And why isn't she doing it that way? Mm -hmm. But when you find yourself now in a situation where you're at your lowest, 
it's hard now to, you know, judge someone because you realize that if you really knew someone's story, you would understand why they do things the way they do it. And so I've become way less judgmental where, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm open to giving people chances because you just never know what the, the, the story is. Yeah, I think I just turned 40 and I've been doing this, like this really cliche, cheesy thing, like all oh, 40 things I learned before I reach 40. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, just being cheesy. But to myself, like I haven't shared with anyone. And one of the, the things I think I learned in my 30s was um, to remove like the, the importance of removing judgment. I mean, yeah. you know, we all know judging is bad, but we do it anyway. I think it's just like a human thing. But mm -hmm. I realized that a lot of the times when you look at someone, you think, oh, they've got a perfect life. They've got this, they've got that. But you never really, really know what's going on with someone. And someone can appear perfect, but they're the ones suffering. You know, yes. like you look at, you know, and that's why I'm so like, uh, skeptical about people trying to make their lives look very perfect in social media because mm -hmm. no one's going to share with you their bad moments. I mean, you have some people in the social media that do. They're just like, hey, this is my life. I've got good, I've got bad. And we know that's real. But I feel like sometimes when someone shows their life a little, like just perfection, you can really buy into that idea. But you beneath that surface, I'm not saying everyone's like this, but you mm -hmm. never really know that person could be in an abusive relationship. Yes. That person could be on drugs. That person could, goodness knows, they could be schizophrenic, they could be bipolar. There's just a lot of layers, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like so much of our issues as adults are rooted in our childhood. So I've, I've kind of learned you never judge a book by its cover and, you know, always try to, um, I guess, employ empathy because you never really, really know what's going on with someone. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And I guess when you're living in a, in a shelter, you see it and you hear the stories. I'm sure, you know, there are women in there, like you said, who had it all. And then yes. the next day you're in a shelter with your kids, mm -hmm. you know, and you're exactly. like, and you're on public support and all that stuff. But I think it humbles you. It teaches you a le lessons and it makes mm -hmm. you really appreciate, you know, when you get out, I guess, out of that situation, you really appreciate where you came from, don't you? Yes. And it makes you a softer person. Yeah. Where, uh, you yeah. Where you want to help others. More yeah. empathetic. You get more yeah. empathetic because you're like, damn, I've been there. So I want to help other people too. Well, that's good. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. Mm -hmm. So I want to get into the topic, which is three steps to making your idea innovative. And when you said to me you wanted to do this, I was like, wow, that's brilliant. That's really, really good. Because here, I, I listened to what you said and what you said was, I feel like everybody's doing the same thing. And one thing I've learned, again, is nothing is ever really um, original or, yes. or, or like different. It's just the same things being recycled in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I think it may, when you're first starting out in business, it might be difficult to stand out or to make what you're doing different. So I guess that's something that you're going to chat with us today about, is it? Yes. Um, what I also do on my New Luna platform is I try to provide women because I have mostly women. My, my larger following is on Facebook, which is where I started. So I give a lot of free information and I held a free class one time because a lot mm -hmm. of women, they're either, especially Caribbean, in the Caribbean, they're either um, looking at a clothing business or something to do with hair. It's mm -hmm. usually um, beauty or fashion most of right. the time. 
Yeah, and yeah. so I came up with this formula, which I think I applied to the new lunar concept and I provided okay. them with that. And so that's what I'm going to share um, today with you. It's kind of yeah. like the three-step formula. Okay, great. Well, take it over. Three-step formula. Let's, let's begin. What's the first step? Okay, the first step is reverse. Reverse. So, yes. Mm -hmm. So reverse. Okay, you have an idea. Mm -hmm. And I'll give a, an actual example. So you, you're a masseuse. You went to school, you got certification, and now you, you know, you're back in St. Lucia and you're ready to work. Mm. But you do not, you're not getting a job. And so you're like, maybe I should start my own thing. So mm. what you do now in reverse mode is you take a step back and mm. you evaluate, you analyze. In that mode, what you're doing is sizing up the competition. Mm. What are they doing? But more importantly, what are they not doing? Because mm. what they're not doing is what is what could likely become your niche market. Okay. So okay. most likely um, with the masseuse business, they're um, obviously offering clients massages and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You may say, what, what clients are they not serving? Maybe they're not serving pregnant women. Maybe they're not serving children. And so in that mode, you're just basically collecting data to see what you could pick out that now you could apply to your new business idea. So that's what you do in reverse mode. You take a step back and you analyze the competition to wow. figure out where you're going to fit in. I love that. I love that. So let's say, okay, let's say example, fashion. So many women are into fashion and so many women are into the various aspects of fashion or beauty generally, you know, um, the makeup, the hair, the clothes all that stuff. And they tend to combine it with travel and it becomes this whole lifestyle thing. So there are like a gazillion of those in social media. So yes. what you're saying is you, 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 you look at as much of them as possible and you literally sit down with a pen and paper and you kind of jot down what they're all doing. Yes. And then I, maybe you, you look at it in a broader spectrum and then see what the similarities are across them out and mm -hmm. then kind of look for the gaps. And that's where, yes. you, where you can fill in, right? All right. And okay. you can still do some of the same services that they provide. But mm -hmm. what will differentiate you is what they do not offer. Mm -hmm. and, and as you mentioned earlier, there's really nothing new under the sun. Right. has been done. I, I tell people Uber is the taxi service that evolved. You know, yeah. we always had taxi. And right. um, Amazon is the flea market evolved. Mm -hmm. So everything like has already been there. So you're just so. basically saying, let me find the gap and I'm going to fill that gap. And right. people will know that that's what makes you stand out. Yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. Okay, yes. I like that. Good. So you go through and you analyze. So let's say, because I'm trying to make this as practical as possible. So let's say you, you pick 10, 10, 10 fashion, let's say fashion influencers. You try to pick diverse ones, okay? So you look at diverse. I mean, look at women from all backgrounds in fashion. And what you've noticed is that they're all sort of, I don't know. What do fashion fashion bloggers tend to do that's similar? Maybe oh, fashion bloggers. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, most please. Of them, most of them, I tell people all the time, fashion bloggers, unless you have a lot of money, do not even attempt the game. But that's for a whole other day because they shop mm. a lot and some of them are hardly making any money. Mm. But, it's, a very, it's a very oversubscribed yes. market, isn't it? It's very oversubscribed. Not so, that you can't make it in that market, but sometimes it's better to go to the places that are a bit 
less conquered, I guess. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, when I look at um, New Luna, I'm going to use New Luna as an example. I knew mm. I did not want a boutique because there were plenty in the Caribbean. Everybody had a boutique. Mm. Um, so, and the stuff was really, really expensive. So my gap would be, I need to provide cheaper um, items, cheaper clothing. The other gap would be um, for New Luna is that you would enter a store and people will tell you that right now and nobody would actually give you any assistance. There's a real lack of customer service in the Caribbean. And so oh, I was yeah. like, what if yeah. I put all of the pieces together for them? Let me show them how they wear it because they'll go to the store, pick up a dress and have no idea if it even works for their body type. You know, mm. they're just purchasing. So all of these gaps, I had to, you know, kind of put them together and create one platform where persons can get it all. And I think that's the reason why New Luna has been successful because we have over 560 members now. Wow. You know, paying a monthly subscription. And 560, you say? Yes. I think it's like 562 right now because I got Ooh. a couple persons today. Yeah. Bloody hell, brilliant. Well, yes. okay, I'm just going to take some minutes to clap, clap, clap. That's yes. excellent because fashion is difficult, you know. Fashion it's is very difficult. difficult. And you've managed to, to monetize this and make it membership. So you've, you've, you've obviously offered value and you, find, you found your niche and you appeal to them to a point where they're members and they're buying from you. Do you send them out like sample boxes and things like that? No, that's it. The, the membership, the way it works is mm -hmm. that they can pay a monthly membership, a quarterly membership, or an annual membership. Mm -hmm. Majority of the persons pay a quarterly membership, which is $19 a month. Mm -hmm. and they purchase whatever they want on a monthly basis. But the prices are really low. We're talking about $15 pairs of shoes that they would, even in the U.S., would be $40 U.S. Because the same price that I'm getting it from the supplier is basically the same price that they're getting it. So it, it's really like a win-win a for everybody. So you're, you're the middle person. Yes. And you develop relationships with all of these brands. Yes. And you've said to them, okay, well, right now your membership is your selling point. You can go up to them and say, hey, I've got 562 members mm -hmm. and this, I want to get a few products from you. So they send you some samples, you try, try out whatever, see what sells, see what works. Mm -hmm. And then you just keep, you just keep going and going and going and then you, you build it from there. Yes. Okay, That's, cool. Yes. Very cool. And my, my niche market is, is mostly the professional woman. Sure, so, sure. So, yeah, so it's not just, yeah, everybody. Right. And one thing, okay, for example, if you're a fashionista, one thing I've noticed, because I do my, I'm always researching in all over the place, you know, looking online and stuff like we all are, right? Yes. That's what we do. We're always searching and researching. And I think a lot of fashionistas don't actually sew themselves. Mm -hmm. so you are into fashion and you can sew that's actually a lot of leverage because yes. you know like our mothers mm -hmm. sew and that was normal like for our mothers to sew like that's just what women did back then they sew like i don't know too many women of like our mother's generation that don't know how to sew even mm -hmm. if they don't know how to sew like freehand they know how to use the sewing machine the stitcher the serger whereas our generation and generation after us they don't sew. <laughs> and yes, the concept of true. sewing is like, and even in our parents' generation, you didn't, things weren't bought on the rack. Everything was made, custom made. You went to mm -hmm. somebody and you said, you make a few shirts, you make, your dad had his suits made, tailor made. Whereas nowadays, that's like some, it's seen as like posh or expensive, but that's just how it was like a generation yes. ago. So if you're someone that can sew and you can sew really well, 
that's one way you can stand out in the fashion industry. Fashion industry, yeah. Because you can actually show people that you sew. You sew from scratch. You design your own things. You sew your own things. And you're not just, you know, sort of bringing in things from the outside. That's one way you could stand out, I think. So like you said, being in reverse mode and yes. seeing how you can do things differently. And, and also I had a, um, sometimes persons from Facebook, they would just message me and say, I need help. Um, this is what I want to do. And this young lady from Barbados, she's like, I really love fashion, but I really love photography. She, she's very good with the camera. Mm. And she said, but everybody's doing it. So um, what do you think I can do to help me stand out? And I said, why not focus on photo shoots where you dress them up and then you actually, you know, take the pictures. So it could be family photo shoots. If you can just do headshots, you know, so you have to just think of ways using what your existing talent already is to make mm. you stand out because no one is doing it. And mm. especially now with social media, people are really into pictures. So you oh, can't yeah. be wrong, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so reverse mode, that's what you would be doing. Okay, brilliant. So reverse mode. So let's go on to step two. What's step two? Okay, so then you've collected all of your data. You've figured out, you know, what's missing. That's when yeah. now you will be in what I call the you're parking now you're going okay. to figure out where you can fit so it's you're in park mode p-a-r-k okay. i have an accent so i always have to spell we all <laughs> we all we, everybody has an accent everybody i've got my accent is so like screwed up because sometimes i sound like i'm from st croix sometimes i sound saying it sometimes you hear london you don't know what's going on in there it's all good i love accents <laughs> okay good okay so now you're going to figure out where can i fit and if the space is enough, mm -hmm. you know, to kind of validate the concept. Um, and remember, my market is usually persons in the Caribbean. And so some islands can be really tiny. Mm. So if you're looking at, let's say, um, a must, like you're a masseuse, and you say, you know what, I only want to do children. And if you're in a place like Anguilla, that might not necessarily work because mm. it's a really small island. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that the, you know, whatever niche that you decide to, you know, get into that there's a, a wide enough market to support it. Because at the end of the day, you want the business to be um, profitable. Mm -hmm. um, one of the examples I use is um, this young lady, she wanted to go into the natural hair thing. And a lot of people now are into natural hair. Sure, Everybody's sure. creating a line of products and so on. And um, so I said to her, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to create a line of products because we always think what we're doing is different from what the other person is doing. Mm -hmm. But how about in addition to that, you do maybe what I, I would call like a hair lab on a, a Saturday or a weekend, you have these women come and actually create the products. You know, they pay a flat rate and they come, they create these products. Then that way you're educating them as well. And then they could take the final product home. So you're giving them something in addition to that. And so although the market is small, if you add that service, then you'll be able to fit in, you know, your concept and maybe, you know, make it profitable. So, so when you're in pack mode, that's what you're doing. You're seeing if, if the space, if the niche is wide enough to um, make the business a profitable one. Okay. So that's pack mode. Yes. So we are in park mode. So park mm -hmm. mode, we've analyzed, and now we need to see, I guess, how we're going to create a business model out of this and make it. Yes. Okay. Yes. In, in layman's terms, how are we going to make the money? Yes. 
So, yeah. and that, and it, it, it includes a lot of add-ons. Um, mm. For a masseuse business, you could actually sell um, massage oils. I was, I was actually working with a masseuse, which is why I'm using that example. And mm. while I was researching, I realized that there are all kinds of oils, oils to help you sleep, oils for energy. And I mm. started getting excited. I'm like, I didn't even know that. So why isn't anybody really promoting that as well? You know, mm. so, yes. Yeah, so it's all of these things that you can add mm. to the, your existing services to, to make more money. Add yes. value, add value. It's add all value, value, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So we've park mode. And then what's the third step? Reverse the, road, park mode, and now? And the third step would be go. So we have reverse, park, and go. Go. In go mode, you're going to pre-launch. And pre-launch is kind of like a tease, mm. testing the waters. Because although you've done all of that, you still want to make sure that the market really wants what you're you know, selling. Mm. And you do not want to go all out and spend you know, a whole lot of money and then to find out you know, people do not necessarily want what you're providing. Mm. And so in pre-launch mode, I tell persons to do what I call intimate marketing. Do not go, you know, all the way with the big, you know, launch, but instead, you know, just invite maybe 10 to 15 persons mm -hmm. who are your, who would be your ideal clients, people, you know, who would be interested in the product and you just have some light cocktails and then you introduce them to whatever the business is that you're planning to, to start and mm -hmm. you get the feedback from them. Mm -hmm. And then you use that information now to decide if you want to go full force and launch. So, so that's, yes. Yeah, so that's this is the next level after market research where you almost have your sample group, your study, yes, your test yes. group, and you, you test the product, you test it with them, you get the feedback. Do you like this? Is this good? It's like your soft launch, pre-launch. Yes. And, and it also will give you ideas as to maybe I could change this, maybe something you thought was wonderful is not, you know, what you thought. And maybe mm. you can get new ideas as well, because now you're talking to the source. Absolutely. And yes. And so that way now you take all of the, these, you know, the information from reverse path and go mode. And then now you formulate your ideal business with it. Okay. So those are the three steps and you bring them all together mm. and that's where you actually launch your business. Yes. Okay. And you've done this yourself obviously yes. wow yes. okay i've done it with terry ann actually yes terry ann hello to terry ann who was Bye, terry. yes recently terry ann of uh is it style with terry ann i have the she's worst tailored, she's tailored, tailored by terry ann i always get it wrong tailored by terry ann another lovely lady who yes. um you can follow on instagram and she was our podcast episode number 70 i believe so definitely listen to to terry and share her story with us but yeah okay very good very good so do you believe that um this works in any industry across any industry it doesn't matter what what kind of business you're trying to build or whatnot it's just it's just tried and tested and proven that this this will help you to make your idea much more innovative I, I think it does. Even, even when you look at professional um, persons like an attorney or an accountant, mm -hmm. um, the markets are getting crowded everywhere. It's not just for skilled, you know, workers. Uh, even an account, let's look at an attorney, for example. Mm -hmm. um, he may have his practice, but let's say he's a, a business attorney or co um, corporate attorney, whatever we call them. 
-hmm. what you can do is actually, um, you know, prepackage um, contracts and sell it to, to clients. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, you're not, you do not have to go to him and sit with him and, and all of that way. It's a much more expensive pro, um, process. And then mm -hmm. on the back end, he can offer support. Mm -hmm. uh, accountants are doing it right now where mm -hmm. they provide you with um, like spreadsheets where all you're now doing is just entering in the information. And then you now are able, kind of like a DIY. The, yeah. the, the, the trend with business right now is that people want an all-in-one solution. They want you to take out the guesswork. So if you're, if you're able to provide that, you do stand a chance in business. Your business has to have that all-in-one solution and it has to be affordable. Definitely. Now, yeah. I, want, I want to talk some more about New Luna because I'm on your website and it says here, the New Luna woman is intense. She <laughs> is unique. She is wild. Mm -hmm. She is free. She is bold. And she is daring. Now, this is quite a woman. This is me. <laughs> She's all of these things. Wow. She's a force of nature, I tell you. Yes. Um, be because I, I, the, what I wanted to um, bring across is that she's not a woman who um, follows. She, she does what she wants and she does it well. Sure. I think, yes. So that's, that's kind of what I was getting at. And the reason for that is now, especially with social media, we're talking about social media a lot. Women think they have to get naked and, you know, so mm. I'm saying you can yeah. be all of these things and still, you know, hold true to your value and who you are. And, okay. and so that's what New Luna represents. When you say women think they have to get naked, I'd like to explore that because this is a conversation I had with someone else, not on the podcast, but with a friend of mine about mm -hmm. social media. Do you think that women getting naked is a bad thing? Or do you just feel like for those women who don't want to be naked, they need to understand that it's, that's okay and they don't have to do that? Um, well, I'll say this. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing to mm -hmm. get naked. Sure, sure. A woman is free to do whatever she wants with her body. But yeah. I think like the woman who isn't may feel pressure that that's what she has to do to get attention. Yeah, because let's be frank. Yes. I mean, let's be frank about it. The easiest way for a woman to get attention is to get naked. Let's yes. just be frank. I mean, <laughs> no, seriously. You know, if I went on to any social media platform today, I'm not saying I've got a banging body or anything. I mean, goodness knows gravity is set in and, you know, I'm just like, it's not happening, okay? But let's just say I go onto my social media and I post a very, you know, sort of scantily clad photo of myself mm -hmm. and I keep doing that on a regular basis. My numbers are going to go up significantly. Oh, yes. I'm going to get a lot of attention because it works, it sells, mm -hmm. and that's just, that's just how it is, you know? Yes. But for the, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like you said, it's okay to do what you want to do. But for the woman who, like you said, looks at that and they kind of go, like, for example, I, I see, I follow a lot of modest um, fashionistas and so on. And they often make comments like, you know, people don't realize how hard it is to be modest because it's like, um, it's so easy just to get naked, blah, blah, blah. But then you see some modest bloggers who've got, you know, millions of followers. Yes. So I feel like even when they've got like quarter of a, of a million, 250, 500,000 followers, they still feel that pressure to mm -hmm. 
get naked. So you're a part of your doing this is to say, Hey, you don't have to, you can, no. still, you can be, I think if, I think it forces you to be more creative, more innovative, which is what we're talking about. Yes. Yes. You, you've no. got to use, you've got to dig deeper in order to be better. Yes. And yeah. I think, um, in general, in life, if you stay true to what, you know, your purpose, what, what you're supposed to be doing, you will find success. Yeah. I've had persons when, it, you know, carnival in the Caribbean, they're like, can you source a particular item for me? And I, 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 instead, I stay true to my brand. Of course, I can go in all different directions, but it's not me. And I don't think I'll do it well. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I stay true to who I am. But whoever, I, I have no issue with what other people do because maybe that's what they're good at. You know, yeah. and so you can knock that. Yeah. yeah. And you know when something's not you, you know, like you post yes. a photo in a, and you feel very uncomfortable before you show, you say, oh, this is not me, I'm not even going to do this. Like some things, some people are just more comfortable doing um, certain things than others. Um, yes. But I think, I think you're right. I think if you're a woman, um, even if you're not in fashion, you know, I follow a lot of, because um, I'm vegan and I'm really into veganism and I follow a lot of vegans and like sustainability enthusiasts as well and even those women are getting naked to to sell their products and and so on and it just makes you think like wow i know it's a lot of pressure yeah (laughs) yeah that's just kind of the way it is but you've got to stay true to who you are whatever Ah. it is but i think a lot of people also associate being bohemian or being vegan with somehow being free, i.e. free-spirited, I'm just naked all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people, I think it's because the people who are very visible tend to be that tight. But there's such a wide spectrum of vegans out there now that I think you can find your niche. And, you know, like you said, yeah. do go into reverse mode. And mm-hmm. if, if you see that there are a lot of vegans out there um, who are getting naked, then you got to think, well, how can I be different and what can I do? You yes, know. exactly. And one way New Luna is different is that you focus on the Caribbean. Yes, and um, we have about 5% of our membership in the U.S., but because the business started out, you know, I guess promoting to persons in the Caribbean because I felt they were the ones with not enough options, especially oh. plus-sized women, oh, yeah. it just naturally grew that way. But yeah. if someone from the U.S. you know wants to be a member, because if you look at the prices, what you see is the retail price for a non-member. Mm-hmm. So a member gets like fifty to seventy-five percent off that price when they log in. They would get their member price. Mm-hmm. So you'd see that the price is you know quite reasonable, even for someone who lives in the U.S. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for someone like myself who was born and raised in the Caribbean and you too, you know, like growing up, it was so hard. You had to, you either, if you were privileged enough to travel during the summer, you bought your clothes, you know, in the US or or if you went to Canada or the UK, or if not, you had family sending things for you. But, you know, back then online wasn't as big as it is now. So it was always hard to find things. But now with, with, um, e-commerce we can shop online but it, you still have issues in the Caribbean with shipping like some places yes. they don't ship to the Caribbean or if they do ship it's uh, really costly it's really dear to ship and then you have to deal with all the transaction costs as well so yeah yes yes okay okay good 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 so if you had to offer any sort of final words for this um so you know in, uh, 
emerging and new entrepreneur who is in the early stage of her business in in terms of making her her work innovative she's done everything what sort of um advice or encouragement would you offer to her um what i would say is figure out what makes you unique as well because mm. we're all born with something i tell people the business is not the brand you are the brand mm. you know when people come on board they come on board because of you you know, people have to like you to buy from you, period. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So figure out what special skill, what comes to you naturally. For me, it was putting clothing together, you mm. know, something as easy as that. So you have to figure out what comes to you naturally and how you figure that out is listen to what your friends compliment you on. Listen to, you know, like what were you good at as a kid, you know, mm. all of these things. And then try to incorporate it, marry it into your business idea. And that, you know, just stay true to who you are and everything's going to work out. So I don't you have think, to figure out what, you, what you're good at. I don't think there's anyone, any guest that's been on my podcast who has not said that. I think everyone wow. says that because it's true. And I think everyone says, just stick to who you are, stick to who you are, stick to who you are, because that's, that's the only way you're going to win. So you're definitely onto something. <laughs> Yes, you, sometimes we're going too many directions. We see this one is doing this. Oh, I'll go there now. I'll go there. No, yeah. just consistency will get you there. And like you said, people don't buy from brands. We want to buy from individuals. And if mm -hmm. they like you, you could be selling them dirt. They're going to buy it. Yes, it's true. Yeah. So um, focus on, on being yourself and building your own community. And like you said, with time, they'll come. It may take a bit longer sometimes mm -hmm. because it's like you said, it's easier to do what everybody else is doing. Like when we spoke about women, the easiest thing to do is just get naked and you're going to get followers. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you're the woman that's always clothed, if you're the woman that's doing things a bit different, it'll take time, but you'll, you'll definitely build your audience. But I think in taking its time, your audience are more authentic. Yes, exactly. And real I, followers, real followers. Because there are a lot of people who've got followers, but half of them are what we would call haters. They're just following <laughs> so they can hate on you. Yes. No, it's true. It's true. You see Very it. true. You Very see it on social media. I've got a million followers, but when I post something, 500,000 of them, it's all hate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but is that really my community? Whereas you see someone with 2,000 followers, but they've got, you know, thousand comments that are all positive and the other thousand are just quiet because it's yeah. all right so you really have to sometimes i'm learning the numbers don't really mean much mean anything yes it's, it's engagement true. it's engagement yeah. as well and you know i wonder what must it feel like to have a million followers or have that many followers and then majority of, of the comments are hate yes hate messages that must not feel good no it doesn't it <laughs> exactly. must be very demotivating because mm -hmm. it's like wow people dislike what i'm doing and then you always hear influencers say if you don't like me why are you following me if you don't like yes. me, follow me and i'm like because they just want to hate on you that's why don't you get it like yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true it's it's, it's it's a bizarre world we live in right yeah it's Very. strange it's strange so can you tell us um your your website again and your social media and where we can reach you email you and all that good stuff okay so the website is mynewluna.com m-y-n-u-l-u-n-a.com mm -hmm. um, facebook slash shop new luna Mm -hmm. And on Instagram, my, slash my new Luna. 
And um, my email is info at yourneworluna.com. Perfect. And is there anything that you're looking for right now? I mean, you've got 562 members. I, I'm sure you want to double, triple, quadruple that. But is there anything you need help with partnering, collaborating, um, anything that anybody listening in would you'd, you'd like help with assistant, assistance, guidance, anything at all? Would you like to listen? I think um, more with my passion project, I call it, which is um, Mission Weekenders. I would yeah. love to, you know, if there are persons in New York who would, you know, just want to accompany me, maybe they're good at makeup and can do these women's makeup because I'm, I suck at makeup. So mm -hmm. any, you know, anyone who's willing to help and, you know, want to reach out, that would be great. Then that way we could do a full makeover on these, on these ladies. You know, we didn't get to discuss that. Would you like to talk about that for a few minutes, about that project, why you're doing it, why it's important to you, and what you do exactly? Okay. So, yeah, I'll talk about it for a few minutes. Mission sure. Weekend, it's, it's very personal because, mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier, I was homeless myself. And mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like you're at your lowest point to mm -hmm. not have a home. It's one of the basic needs that we have. It, you know, so when I got on my feet and New Luna was a huge part of me getting on my feet because my very first job in New York was a $10 an hour job. So that was not going to be cutting it. Mm. Um, I wanted to find a way to give back because um, and I'm getting a little emotional, but at the shelter, mm, okay. this lady who was my counselor, Michelle, she was the first one to endorse the New Luna idea. Wow. And yes, yeah, so sometimes you just need one person to believe in you. And if I can be that person for someone else, I feel like I've accomplished something. Wonderful. And so that's why Mission Weekenders is extremely important. So it's the same clothing that I sell on New Luna. I take to the shelters. I dress them up. We focus on women who are transitioning mm -hmm. because... Um, at the shelters, um, there are a lot of women who are going through a lot of different things. So even if you give them clothing, it's not going to be of much use. So we kind of focus on those who have gone through counseling and they're ready to kind of, you know, start over. Sure, uh, sure. So in September, I'm going to be in Rochester, New York. At um, It's called the Open Mission. So if anybody from New York is listening and wants to do a weekend girls trip to Rochester, that's open. Mm -hmm. And just last month, well, this month, we're still in July, I was in St. Lucia and it was mm -hmm. actually an honor to go back home and be able to help women at the shelter in St. Lucia as well. Wow. So, yes. So it's, it's that kind of stuff. And so I'm open to anywhere. It's not just the U.S. or, or the Caribbean. You know, as, the business, as New Luna grows, I, I believe that the mission will grow as well. And where in New York are you based so people can know? I'm in Long Island, but I'm in Brooklyn a lot because okay. I have a couple friends in, in Brooklyn. So if someone's in Brooklyn and they want to meet up because I just moved to Long Island not too long ago. So mm -hmm. if um, they're in Brooklyn, I could, I could easily meet up with them in Brooklyn or anyway, New York City, Queens, the Bronx, I could meet up. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks for telling us all about that. And you know, it's nice because you've lived, you're speaking from lived experience. So this is obviously something very near and dear to you. It's not like, oh, let me just find something to do because I need, I need to be about something. You've actually experienced this yourself. So it's really important. Yes. To you. 
So before you go, I'd like to say thank you again for being on the podcast. And thank you for all the work that you do with New Luna. And yeah, you know, your membership is is just growing and I know it's going to get bigger and thank you for the work that you're doing with with the homeless shelters as well it's you are appreciated it's it's all great and I hope your business continues to grow and who knows what you'll do with um with the work that you're doing with the shelters maybe that can somehow be incorporated into your business as well yes thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure yeah thank you for coming on and maybe you can come back on again when you reach the next stage in your business and we'll see what's going on and what lessons you can teach us then okay great i'll be happy to come back okay brilliant all right lovely ones i hope that you have learned something from victoria preville today uh let's see we've got three steps here reverse mode park mode and go mode i've written all three of them down and i hope you have as well and you will implement them in your ideas to make them more innovative so until next time that's it bye for now bye 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 bye